you're listening to episode 68 of GameSpot After Dark. This week we're taking a look at Callie's review of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Tamor's review of Demon Souls. On top of that, WrestleBuddies Matt Elfring and Chris Hayner will join me to talk about the new AEW game that just got announced. Hello and welcome to episode 68 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Lucy James. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Hi. And Callie Plaguey. Hello. This week's episode is going to be a little bit short because we are going to skip what we've been playing because what we've been playing are games that just got reviewed. And fortunately, we've got both the reviewers for said games here. Look at that. So. With that in mind, we're going to move right onto the topics this week. But before we do that, I do want to shout out this weekend is our extra life stream. Some things have changed around a little bit. We were going to do a 72 hour stream, but we've scaled it back to 24 hour. We've scaled it back. I think it's to 12 hours. I think, well, so probably overall, once it's all done, it'll be more like 50 something. Mm -hmm. But this weekend is 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what's going to happen is that we're going to have one 12 hour stream that's planned out and that's going to be the main extra life stream. After that, the following week, we are going to stream individually after work, during our off time and whatnot through the GameSpot Twitch. So if you want to if you want to donate, if you want to hang out, be sure to follow GameSpot's Twitch account and just check our social media because I'm sure we're going to be tweeting about it. But we have some cool ideas uh, planned for that initial 12 hour live stream. And then I think we have some cool ideas for these shorter mini live streams. Like in particular, I think we might stream one of our phasmophobia sessions because <laughs> those are always off the rails and a lot of fun. And as well as that, maybe we'll do some demon souls. Maybe tomorrow we'll do some metal gear. Who we knows? should do some overwatch time. We oh yeah. Do. We had a good crew roll in the other day. Yeah. We should do the uh, bottom of the, the losers league crew <laughs> we, we were playing a few uh nights ago and we were playing on pc with like uh andy cortez and uh james willems and a couple of others and we were doing so badly <laughs> that we, we decided to turn the league upside down so we were aiming to be the, at the bottom of the league as quickly <laughs> as possible and it was surprising how much we managed to hit that goal i think we i think legit we won one game and it was the final one and we all just went no we're done we're out well that sums up my entire experience with black ops cold war multiplayer so far yep (laughs) but uh that being said the two games we're going to talk about this week are of course demon souls tomorrow you reviewed that and Mm -hmm. call of duty black ops cold war or as we like to call it cod blops cow (laughs) Uh, speak for yourself uh, well it is Lucy was the one who said that it's initially, canon. and it's it stuck. <laughs> uh, but Callie reviewed that. What do you guys want to start with? What do you think we should talk about first? Yak is a like a dragon. <laughs> all right, let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, it's a great game. You should all play it. We talked a little bit about it last yeah. week. I got to play more of it. I haven't had time, but yeah, it's it's very good. Every time I think about uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, I think about the character's main main character's name, Ichiban, and then I think about uh, Joey Tribbiani's uh, advert for Ichiban lipstick for men from uh, <laughs> Friends. Psycho. Um, so uh, yeah, that's my impression of uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Nice. <laughs> there you have well, it. Well, that's the podcast. We can do <laughs> uh, uh, why, don't, why, don't, 
Why don't we start with Call of Duty? Sure. Yeah. Callie, mm-hmm. you're reviewing this game. Technically, your review isn't live yet, but you have a review in progress and you're actively playing it. However, by the time this goes up, your review should be live. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the review in progress focused heavily on the campaign, which I really enjoyed. I think it's like, it's so different from Modern Warfare, which I think is really self-serious. Um, and, you know, the the further away I got from that game, the more I disliked it. Um, whereas I thought uh, Cold War is a lot more fantastical. It's just kind of like, like you're just back on your bullshit is what it feels like to me. Um, and you can't really write that in a review. So I wrote a lot of words about why I had fun with it. Um, there's like a, a level in particular... I would say it's like halfway through the campaign um, that I think is like so cleverly done and and really fun and different from the rest of the levels um, where you're inside a KGB building. um, And I don't know, there's just a lot of like spy bullshit. That's that's like, I just really, really enjoyed, even though like, yeah, I think it's funny to goof on Ronald Reagan or whatever um people have been like dunking on the non-binary character option which i think is just from a place where they don't understand what it actually does in the game which is it just makes sure they use the right pronouns when they talk about you in the third person it's not like a big deal at all um but like it's so far from reality in my opinion that i just got to have fun with it and it didn't make me think about like sad and bad things so i appreciated that the bar is so low no but it's actually good um multiplayer you know like i'm still playing that i've been having a lot of server issues so that's been um kind of delaying the review a little bit uh which is just you know to be expected because obviously this is not just a cross-platform game it's also a a cross-generation game that was released during a pandemic so like i'm not gonna be too upset about some server issues um but i really liked combined arms like combined arms as a mode it's like I think it does um, ground war a lot better than ground war did in modern warfare. Ooh. Like it's a, a bigger, I think it's 12 V 12 vehicle focused objective based thing. But um, I found it a lot snappier than ground war. I didn't care for ground war very much. And so I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. There's one map that I think is so clever where it's just like a bunch of ships and you can get on like a, it's not quite a jet ski. I don't know what you would call it, but it's some like little speedboat thing. And like then a skidoo. Yeah, sure. I like. Oh, wait, I think that's a ski thing, like a like a jet ski of the snow. <laughs> they do have that <laughs> snowmobiles in some levels. Snowmobiles. A jet ski a of jet the ski. snow. <laughs> we've, got, we've got the episode title this week. <laughs> that's ironically sounds like a like a, a oh. Demon Souls character. <laughs> Hello, yeah, it's that- me. My name is. My name is uh, Arthur. I am the jet ski of the snow. Yeah, that's the vehicle I'm taking straight to hell. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, you get on like a speedboat or you can get in like a boat with a turret so you can pilot, pilot, mm. captain, drive, do you drive boats. Um, I don't know a lot about maritime um, anything. Maritime law. <laughs> yeah, I know, all I know is you can get away with anything on the open sea. Don't threaten sea. me with a maritime. <laughs> See, the blue part is the land. Mm. <laughs> something, something because of the implication. Anyway. <laughs> so, Christ, I was taking a swig. Sorry. 
Um, absolute. We're just, this has been a fun train wreck of a, of a minute here, but, um, anyway, yeah, you can like use the ships, uh, like mini boat things to get from ship to ship where there's different objectives and my dog is barking and it's really distracting me. But, uh, the point is it's a clever integration of vehicles that I found really fun. And like I said, I think it just embraces like the back on our bullshit kind of vibe I'm getting from cold war where it's just like having a good time. Um, you know, may or may not be committing war crimes, but if we are, they, they didn't exist in real life. So that's nice. Um, and there's zip lines and everything's bright and neon. And there's zip lines. May I ask a question <laughs> yes. about a character from the campaign? Because I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Is that Robert Redford? I no, am not I good think... with actors. It does kind of look it like It looks him. so much yeah. like Robert Redford that yeah, I was like, this is one it. way to get me involved. I, but If you want to know what songs are featured in the campaign, that I'm able to pick out, <laughs> but not an actor's <laughs> what face. What, what is the best song in there? We got um, the song Stroke Me. Um, which was featured, featured on uh, the Blades of Glory soundtrack. Oh, nice. Uh, um, I just dropped an image of potential of, of actual Robert Redford. Okay, I'm going to click on this chat. picture of... It looks like him, but I, it's not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely well, looks like him. Activision, you've lost a customer. So. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, you got some Steppenwolf in the Vietnam flashback. Of course. Damn, um, yeah. Zack Snyder put him in this game. Oh. <laughs> you know, when I saw that, I was like, because I wrote, I had to like write the words Steppenwolf in my review because um, I didn't know how else to describe that moment. And then that news came out and I was like, wait, did mm. I get the name of that band wrong? And then I had to like look it up again. Um, no. was yeah. What was the, um, did they use the same song they used in Black Ops? Because I think they used um, Rolling Stones, right? Sympathy for the Devil, I want to say, in the Vietnam. Uh, um, they used. Uh, I don't think there's I, any Rolling Stones. I always just, whenever there's a Vietnam scene, I always just assume it's going to be Creedence Clearwater. Yeah. Or yeah. It, like, well, that's it always where my brain goes. And like 95% of the time, my that's right. But yeah, this is, this is not them. But Steppenwolf, like, is almost that. Like, they it's sound very the familiar. Same. And it works. It's in the same family i also i was really worried about the vietnam flashbacks because that kind of thing gives me a lot of pause but i think there's once again bullshit black ops reasons for it that i was just like all right whatever i'm on board so yeah and then zombies we should talk about zombies because i've been playing a lot of that and i'm yeah well i mean i did want to talk a little bit about the campaign too um because i did play through it and i feel the same way. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It definitely was more enjoyable than Modern Warfare's campaign. I think Modern Warfare had some standout moments that I preferred, like that part where you're like, where you can choose which objective you want to take out at night or which objective you want to do in which order at night with yeah, the night the, vision. Like I thought that mission stuff was cool. Yeah, like that mission was really cool. But one thing I really liked about the campaign this time around were the the side missions because of how you had to, I guess you could run them. You, you didn't need it. Like there were ways to do them properly. You could just run them and just mess them up. Or you could solve these little codes in order to figure out like what your, who your targets are or 
what exactly you're going after. And they give you a bunch of evidence and you have to cross-reference the evidence and figure out a pattern that works and like solve passwords and stuff. It, it feels really cool. Like it, it's simple, uh, but I, I don't know. I really liked how it worked. It just felt like a neat little wrinkle to the normal Call of Duty madness mm-hmm. that happens. And there is a lot of that. There's a lot of just like running and shooting and blowing things up. But I, I really like the quiet moments and there's quite a bit in this mm-hmm. game, which surprised me. It's the first Call of Duty game I've ever played where I had to write down clues to a puzzle in my notebook. <laughs> yeah, I had to do that too. <laughs> I love the idea of thinking of your uh, notebook and it's just the word gunfire question mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, how like, long... it's like a real ass puzzle. Huh. How long is the campaign again, did you say? It's like five hours maybe. Oh, music to my ears. Typical oh, Call yeah, of Duty I campaign. I ran it twice um, because there's two there's two like main endings. And then there's like Jake said, some side stuff where you can do if you do the puzzle and you solve the puzzle correctly, you get like the true ending of that side story or you can like just do it. And then like it's like, oh, if we don't solve this, the spy ring will stay intact or whatever. And I don't think it actually like does anything to the story, but it's just like another like wrinkle that is kind of laid out for you at the end, like the things you did or didn't do. Um, I will say that, yeah, before I know, oh God, I'm all over the place. Sorry. But I, I do want to go back to the campaign to um, just to say that I do think that one of the endings like the, is like the, like ostensibly the bad ending because it's just like, it makes you do some stuff that was like, I was like, I don't want to do this. I feel so bad. Like, it just makes you be the bad guy. And it's like so over the top and ridiculous that it's like, whatever. But it, it, the end result of it is that basically America does some bad stuff in the game that it could, like, it would be fair if you were another country to be like, wow, America, you really, you really uh, shit the bed on this one. That was not a cool thing that you did uh, in the fifties. <laughs> and then, and then, but everybody in your squad is like, oh my god, if this thing happens, America's gonna be blamed. And I was like, yeah, I sure hope it does. And <laughs> but like nobody seemed to, nobody in the game seemed to think like, yeah, America really did screw up. This was, was a bad thing. Atrocities ahead. Yeah, I sure hope it does. <laughs> There would have been such a good opportunity to explore that because in between missions, you go to your safe house where you talk to your crew members and you can pick dialogue options and ask them about different things. And that seems like the perfect place to address that. You even have someone from MI6 and you'd imagine the person from MI6 would be like, wow, you guys really messed this up, be didn't like, you? Oh, you, you fucked it in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but it, that just kind of doesn't happen. Everyone just takes it as is they're like oh we gotta stop the bad guy because the bad guy is gonna do bad things with the thing we lost yeah so it so that that part i was kind of like ah you almost had me it's it's so clear it's like so clear that at least one person on that writing team is like really trying their hardest to like examine america's role in the world stage and and (laughs) american military religion as a concept and like 
you know, it's so clear that like, and like, even the, I know, like, like I said, I know people are goofing on the non-binary character option, but like, I do think that's like, hey, at least you get to like, choose the pronouns that you're referred to. And like, I think that can make someone more comfortable if they're listening. Like, even like, I always hated playing as male characters just because I, I don't know, I just wanted to be a girl in the game. So like, I understand um, what kind of gesture that is. I, so it's like, it's like one day you're going to get it, man. You're almost there. I, I feel love, you I, trying. When you said one person is trying, I had an image of one person writing and then looking up and then every other member of the writing team like holding fidget spinners. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> uh, One thing I did like too about the create a character sort of thing at the beginning. It's, it's not super in-depth, but you pick your pronouns, you pick your name. Uh, but I really like that you were able to pick your name because it was kind of cool to start every Call of Duty mission where it would show like like it was like Jake Decker, Jake Bell Decker, because that's what the player character's name is, Bell. And then it would like cross them out like they were they were classified. Redacted, yeah. And, and it, I don't know. It was just kind of cool because it's like I have played probably 20 Call of Duty games at this point. I don't know. Maybe maybe not that many, but I played lots of Call of Duty <laughs> games. And there was something cool about just seeing my name show up instead of like. <laughs> Soldier Reznov and, and it always it always gives you the middle name Bell. It's yeah, because it's like your name. it's your oh, code that's name. Awesome! Um, Can't yeah. wait to start my new character Taco. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say like, what if your surname was End? Taco Bell End. Bell end. It's Taco so Bell perfect. End. <laughs> There's the episode title. Yeah, yes. I think. I think we figured it out. Uncle uh, Bellin. <laughs> quick, quick tangent. My dad's name is Garrick. And in Modern Warfare. I was Warfare, like, where is this going? In Modern <laughs> Warfare, one of the characters is named Garrick. And he thought that was so freaking cool. So so now we all get to experience we all get what my dad to felt last year. What my dad felt. My dad, oh. I was like, I, could, I hate, I don't like making it my name. I don't like my name. So I was like, dad, what's a cool 80s name? And he was like, Agent Orange. So I was oh Agent my God. Bell <laughs> Orange. Um. Agent Bellin. <laughs> so that's what I went with because I didn't, I couldn't think of anything. Um, but yeah, I totally get that, Jake. I love seeing my own name in video games. I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, <laughs> It wasn't that, like, I don't know. I've seen my name in plenty of games, right? Like Pokemon, I always pick my name. But it was just me to see that in Call of Duty. Yeah, totally. I, it's always, like, whatever soldier you are, but this time it actually, like, your name pops up. And that kind of took me by surprise. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I feel a little more connected to what's going on here. The, All the explosions and gunfires. Gunfires. But we should probably talk a little bit about zombies before mm-hmm. we move on to uh, Demon Souls. Because... Zombies has been pretty fun, even though it has been having the bulk of the issues, at least from my experience. We spend probably no less than 15 minutes troubleshooting before we even get into a match because... And then we'll get into the match and someone will get kicked right at the beginning and we'll uh, back to square well, one. because half of us are on PS5 and half are on Xbox Series X. And then we were trying to play with Mike Mahardy, friend of the show, who is on PS4, and that Mike just has never listened to this show. Yeah, I was going to say, not a friend of the show. He's just no. an enemy of the show, actually. Mike Mahardy um, was, is playing on PS4 currently, and we couldn't even get in a game with him. I think we spent an hour trying to start a game, and then eventually we were like, all right, good night. <laughs> Goodbye, Mike. Mike. 
Oh yeah, we're uh, we're going we're going offline. Uh, yeah, I've got work tomorrow. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's actually funny I can because, see you're still online <laughs> because Mike left the call and nobody else left the call, and we were like, "So, uh, we're gonna try again," <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> we love you, Mike. Even though you don't listen to the show, so you won't hear this. Um, yeah. So we've been having a lot of trouble with zombies. Um, to so I I'm framing it kind of like it's a crossplay issue, but it's actually not. I um, had the same issue when playing with John Luke and Phil, who in the pre-release period um, on PS5. Um, so it's just the matchmaking um, issues. Basically, it's not matchmaking if you're solo matchmaking into multiplayer. That works fine in my experience. It's partying up that is really difficult. And obviously we are, because of these difficulties, we've just been using Discord. So I have like one earbud in one ear and then I cover it with my headphones so I can hear the game and then my ear hurts. So it's just, it's not elegant, but it, we figured it out mostly. But um, we're I, I'm having a lot of fun with zombies. I've, I've played a lot of zombies. I've never felt like I was terribly good at it. And I actually feel like I'm improving. Um, I also brought in my brother who is like super stupid good at video games to like train me. Um, and I feel like that helped a lot, but, um, we, we have like a rhythm down now, which is kind of like the first hurdle is the first hurdle is learning the map and like learning the order you need to do mm-hmm. things in. First sounds like the first hurdle everyone into a game. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, first yeah, matchmaking. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. The first hurdle is partying up. Once you got that, then you got to learn the map. Uh, we've learned the map. We know the steps we need to take. And now it's just kind of like, how long can we survive, um, and then I think the step after that is like actually trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I never know what's going on in zombies. Um, and I, you know, I, I know that we're in a former Nazi uh, facility, I think. Yeah. So this map is actually <laughs> built around the very first zombies map from World at War, which is pretty cool. I don't think it's the first time they've revisited no. this map. I am pretty sure they've done it at least two or three times now. That being said, though, I, I do really like this map because it's not it doesn't rely super heavily on that area. Like you literally just pass through the old area as you try to get to other areas. But I also really like it because it doesn't feel too big, which is something that zombies kind of suffered with later down the line. Like their only answer to making new maps is just make them bigger. Mm. Uh, I mean, to be fair, the last one I really played was Black Ops 2. Maybe they've kind of scaled it back a little bit since no, then. No, Modern but Warfare I, had a stupid big one, the Gladiator oh, one. I, I, way too or big. You mean Black Ops 4, right? Oh, do I mean black? I do mean black ops four. Don't um, I? Yeah. So, so yeah, I really like the size of this because it feels pretty manageable. I've got a good idea in my head where everything is and it, it, it just seems to work a lot better. Other than that, like there's some good quality of life stuff too, that they've added for zombies, which makes it fun. Like honestly, zombies to me are, feel like raids just because it, they require a lot of coordination. Uh, and whoever you're with, like it's someone you can trust and it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know, doing that. And it's also such a good way because there's cross progression across all the modes. It's a great way to experiment with new weapons. I feel like like multiplayer, I'm so disincentivized from using new weapons because I start out with no attachments at level one. Um, and because you're just getting stuff out of the mystery box or you're just buying weapons off the wall, um, it's a good way to like start getting attachments for your weapons so you can then take them into multiplayer and have a little fun with that. Um, so I like that aspect. There's like boss zombies. They're like made of radioactive waste. (laughs) Sure. Farts. 
Um, they got green smoke coming out of them. They all the do, time. <laughs> according to cartoon rules. Whenever they're rules, near me, I run away. So, <laughs> according to cartoon rules, they they might be made of farts because my they, farts <laughs> do not attempt to run away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at first we were like, these guys are a nuisance, but we we figured out how to like handle them better, um, and have more success with that. I haven't even talked about the dual sense at all. Can I talk about the dual sense really yeah. quickly? Mm-hmm. Um. I I think a lot of people have been talking about it, but I you really feel it in Call of Duty with the um, weapon handling. So like left trigger is aiming down sights, depending on the type of weapon you're using and like how hefty it is, the resistance will go up. So like a snappier weapon, you don't have a lot of resistance on the trigger pull um, for ADS, but you have a lot more for like a sniper rifle or a a larger weapon, which I think is really cool. It just adds weight to the weapon. And then, uh, on the right trigger, you have the same kind of, uh, pull resistance based on the firepower and the recoil. And you also get, um, some like almost like reverb, like haptic feedback for, to kind of like emphasize the fire rate and different weapons do feel different to, to use. Um, and that's really cool. Like even if you're like switching between two weapons so rapidly, you like lose track of which weapon you're using. It's easy to figure out like, oh, I'm using my MP5 right now because it doesn't feel like the AK. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just find that like little bit of feedback, it helps give the weapons more dimension and feel even more distinct than each other uh, from each other. And um, I don't know, I it, it's not like a make or break feature to me necessarily but i do really think like it helps inform the weapons i'm going to use and it affect like i just have like a favorite feel now so um it's really interesting and i think it's done really well i do think i mentioned this in my review but i do think like if you're really competitive at call of duty you'd probably turn all that shit off because Mm -hmm. it would get in the way of you like the one second millisecond difference or whatever but if you're just here to have a good time like i am um, I'm like, cool. The gun feels heavy. <laughs> I really want to try it out because I got it on Xbox to play multiplayer with friends. Turns out I don't like the multiplayer in this game at all. So now I'm like, yeah, I should have got it on PlayStation five. So I could have tested out those, those triggers. Can you expand on why you don't like it? Cause I know. So for context, Jake plays modern warfare, like multiplayer every day. I, I think it's that I decided for some reason to play a lot of modern warfare. I haven't played there's that much Call of Duty in a very long time. Uh, so coming to Black Ops, it feels like a step down in a lot of ways in terms of multiplayer. Like, I think Zombies is far better than Spec Ops in in that in uh, Modern Warfare. And I think the story in Black Ops is better. But multiplayer just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. It feels, it feels a little too stiff. And they take out a lot of mechanics that they added in Modern Warfare that I thought added... A nice touch like, like for example for example you can't mount anymore you can't double tap the sprint button to give yourself a little extra boost uh there's no fire rate selector all these are little things but for me personally they've added up to just an experience that doesn't feel as tight as last year's multiplayer outing did that being said would i have caught any of this if i you know didn't play that game almost every single day like Probably not. I probably would have played more Black Ops. But the other thing with Black Ops 2 or Black Ops Cold War is that I can't get a win. Like I'm maybe I'm just bad, but I literally can't get a win. I'm at like two and 30 or something like that, which is the worst that I've ever had in a Call of Duty game. Like I'm not great at Call of Duty, but usually I end up with like 
a 50 50 win loss ratio but right now i'm at like two and 30 and i'm like yeah no this game this game's not <laughs> you, for me it put you I just back to puberty apparently <laughs> yeah does so you said that there are all these differences in how it plays where does warzone fit into this like warzone it, is the same it's been like mm-hmm. taken from one and put in the other right yeah. so you can so you can basically just have it and you can just access it through like if you have yeah. both if you have the riches to have a hard drive big enough to have modern warfare and black cod blobs cow i guess yeah so you can just access that from both games yeah but it, 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 it still plays like modern warfare mm-hmm. it just what? launches warzone which is like it's a standalone kind thing of a separate can, game but not yeah. really it yeah. yeah it's separate enough that like we reviewed it separately for example so like that's yeah. not included in the black ops um cold war the cow review mm-hmm. um and also, I can't get it to launch uh, because my PS5 is having a lot of difficulties differentiating between PS4 and PS5 files. And part of that is apparently being unable to download Warzone. <laughs> oh, so you have you've got the download bug. I like just can't even. It doesn't yeah. even like I've tried launching it, and the PS5 like doesn't even believe it's real. <laughs> yeah, I had that with um, Ghost of Tsushima. There was an up. There's an update file that I can't get because it gets caught in the download queue mm-hmm. bug. And so I'll hit it download. It says, go to check your downloads. I got my downloads. It immediately says there's an error. Yep. I've tried it from my British account. I've tried it from my American account. I've put it on the internal hard drive. I've used it on an external hard drive. Works fine on my PS4. It's so weird. Yeah. See, I haven't had any of these issues because I've only been playing Demon Souls on my PlayStation 5. Tamor, you reviewed Demon Souls. What a segue! Uh, Big picture, you gave it a nine. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel things are okay in the world. Makes me feel cherished. Yeah, it makes me feel loved by uh, Michael Zaki and and the people (laughs) at Blue Point. Um, What about that dirty feet girl, though? She's a. She's, I won't say anything about her feet specifically, but she's a nice lady. She helps me out. You know, if you're into the feet, more power to you. If you're into the dirt on the feet, less power to you. Grow up. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Um, I'm, I'm kind of slightly bemused at the idea that uh, a, a From Software Souls game is a launch title. Um, for a new console, let alone it being Demon Souls. Like, if you had asked me, if you had told me From Software is going to release a game as a launch title, um, what is it? I'd probably have said Dark Souls or maybe Elden Ring or, you know, Bloodborne 2 or Sekiro 2 or something like that. But never in a million years would I have thought of, like, Demon Souls because in many ways it's like the unrefined vision of what they eventually kind of work their way towards and continue to work their way towards um with dark souls and bloodborne and various other games it's the it's the primordial soup in which all um souls games have been uh created from um but yeah it's it's an amazing game but i think the most i think is what i mentioned in my um review is like the more impressive thing is like how well blue point have 
translated it to the modern day and it's not just oh they took what they what from software laid out and and kind of like polished it up and put it out there no there's a i think people are underestimating amount the amount of their own creativity that bluepoint put into this you go back to demon souls and there's a lot of flat textures in that game there's a lot of like just grays and greens that are just completely unremarkable in every way um and they were like amazing back in the day because they help establish mood and ambience. And back in the day, it looked nice, but the amount of it, it was very much like a blank canvas for for anyone else to come and 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 you know paint on. And the fact that Bluepoint came over and they've just added so much rich detail into into the game that doesn't feel out of place and feels like it was always there and was always meant to be there is like just an incredible feat. And um, yeah, it's just an example incredible of dirty feet. incredible <laughs> dirty feet. Um, and it just speaks to how, I don't know, I always have this kind of like, I, I don't feel bad for him, but I don't know. I just have this feeling where Bluepoint gets like just not written off, but like put in the bucket where like they re, they make other people's games. And I always worry that there's, there's some like you know, contingent of people there that are like, yeah, but we can make our own stuff too. And like, this oh, isn't a game working on their own thing didn't uh there is there has been rumors for rumor? many 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 yeah uh, years i think now um or months sorry like they are making their own thing and this is an example of like this studio isn't just good at remaking games or rebuilding games this studio is a genuinely creative and talented group of people who understand the art of crafting worlds and narratives and that kind of stuff you can't just give this game to anyone and put out and let them remake it the fact that you know we had a high hd version of dark souls and that was perfectly fine but it was very much by the numbers we've cleaned this up and made it sharp this is this is like one of those restoration paintings except it's done right instead of like that weird messed up face one that keeps going around the internet you mean like um, the videos that lucy and i watch of just people who restore yeah <laughs> Shout yeah, exactly. out to Baumgartner Restorations. Yeah. Ba- Baumgartner Restorations. This Blue Point Games is the Baumgartner Restorations <laughs> of the games industry. Yes. Um, so that's where we're at, and it's just like phenomenal in terms of mood, tone, um, just and a great example of Sony. It reflects really well on Sony, I think. Um, just an understanding of what is gonna entice the broadest market of gamers, like broadest group of gamers, like having. You imagine they want to hit the major milestones, right? Or major tastes when they release a new console. There's a platformer there. There's third-party shooters. There's, you know, a racing game on the way. And the fact that Souls has now reached the point where it's an important genre to have represented when you're launching a new console is just music to my ears. Um, As someone who imported Demon's Souls from Asia and, like, took a chance on it when it first came out, and has been like singing its praises since that day, like for it to reach this far is just like, it's surreal and amazing. I'm not saying like, oh, I was first, first, I'm not first person on on the YouTube videos, but like first I was there at the start. And like, it, it genuinely makes me sentimental to like see where it's come. And I think about all that time that I went through trying to convince people that it was amazing, an amazing genre to to check out. And like, it was something that was going to change video games and, and to reach the point now where it has, and it's now, you know, AAA game being sold alongside a brand new PlayStation. It's just phenomenal. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's honestly the perfect game to launch a console with because the people who want that game are clamoring for it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to want to go out and buy a console any way they can so they can play it. Sure, it, it it's not quite a game for everyone, but like I said, I think the people who are interested are going to make sure to get a PlayStation to get it. And it makes more sense to launch that now, I feel like, than, I don't know, a couple years down the line when, you know, there's Horizon and these other like AAA, uh, more broad appeal Sony games, um, which is why I think it was like a super smart move to come out swinging with that game. And, and it also just, like you're saying, it really does appeal to, I don't want to say the hardcore fans, but the, the early adopters of these consoles. Uh, yeah. That being said, Lucy, you've been playing it too. How, how have you been getting on? Um, I'm doing doing well. So just as Callie was talking about the Jewel Sense in with regard to Cod Blop's cow, the Jewel Sense is really good in Demon Souls. Now, Jake, you've just been working on a feature all about it. But like Demon Souls for me was the game where I thought so I thought playing Miles Morales like was a really great like use case for the headset and for 3D audio and for the dual sense. And then you played Demon Souls. And the moment that really got me, I was in uh the mines uh Stonefang and there are these little orbs that um explode on if you get too near them. And I just wasn't paying attention. I think I was like checking my phone because I thought I'd cleared all the area, like everyone out of the area. And this mine cart rolled up and like stopped next to me and then it exploded and it exploded with such ferocity that like I genuinely like jumped because the dual sense just goes <clears throat> like into like well silently because it doesn't make any sound but like the dual sense just like vibrated so violently and then the sound coming through the headphones as well because like Demon Souls I will absolutely just play with heads my headset on because it just sounds so good and it's really good. Tam, you were talking about it in something last week. I can't remember if it was, it was Gen Next. And you were saying that like you could hear enemies with such pinpoint accuracy. Mm. And so I'm at the point now where I don't even, I'm not even looking at the notes on the ground that other players have left. I'm specifically listening out for enemies hiding around corners or being in the dark or something. Cause it's, it's, it's really good. And also like, it looks phenomenal. Like mm. there's a, you, you, when you load into the game, uh, you're kind of in this dilapidated tunnel and there's all these pond scum and like, I was Did just you call like, me? Yeah, pond scum. and I was just walking up and down and like seeing how the pond scum was reacting to you colliding with it. And it's just like so good. The ray tracing, so good. The shadows, the audio work, it's all really, really good. And then on top of it all. This is my first experience with Demon Souls, but I have the I feel like I have the confidence because I've played other Soulsborne games. Um yeah, it's something really special. So I have in terms of where I'm at with the game, just did the Dragon God. Um, and I'm still in that area, but I might go back to the bit behind the Tower Knight. Now that having it's free. not having not uh played the original Lucy, do you think it holds up pretty well does it feel like a game from what 2007 when it came out nine 2009 2009 i was off no it doesn't i don't think so i i'm really enjoying it but i th i wonder if i would feel that way if i hadn't played like dark souls but i, I i'm 
I also feel like I'm giving myself a slightly easier time of it because I picked the royalty class because I obviously did some research and uh, I did magician so yeah which so like uh, royalty class if you are considering playing and it's your first one like I would definitely recommend you get a really great magic spell called soul arrow um, and you also get a ring that slowly regenerates your MP over time. So yeah, most people go for the night class because it's yeah. like it's like the basic one. The night class is tricky; like it's you're you're in for a bit of a struggle. That's what I'm playing as, and it's like you need to be on point with it. But like magic is magic is almost like um, magic is OP in in Demon Souls, but the royalty class is like a nice balance of both worlds where you can get up close and do the physical combat yeah. but if you want to you know play it safe you can do the magic stuff yeah because i've got a weapon that scales with magic so i'm having i'm having a nice like balanced time but it's also that it's also the first souls game i've ever played with magic i've never done that before um and so yeah i'm really enjoying it i'm having a lovely time one of the things that i love about this game is um there's right now there's an influx of people playing the game because there's you know there's a limited amount of playstation 5 games out but it means that the um the messaging system is just absolutely singing like it's working as as from software wanted it to work but could never make it work because nobody played the original like no one played there there were so few messages around and it never worked so now what happens is like i'm leaving more messages than i've yeah. ever left i'm leaving messages everywhere just being like welcoming people into areas mm-hmm. telling them about secrets and that kind of stuff and the, the real is, demon soul starts here yeah like or even like yeah be careful ahead you know secret etc etc and oh. what happens is if you if you interact with a message you can rate it like fine or foul or whatever it may be and if you get rated fine it refills your health um and so the amount of times i have had it i had it happen once where a boss was almost about to kill me like the boss swung at me and as it was about to hit a message one of my messages got rated fine and it filled my health and it saved me like the amount of times that has happened in the game it's just been incredible and like that is like one of the most memorable gaming experiences of the year for me i had i went to shrine of storms and those fuck those goddamn skeletons no matter <laughs> how much i play these games like those skeletons are so annoying but like they have almost killed me so many times because the manta rays in the sky as well will fire like arrows at you the and stuff yeah. they're so bad you need the thief's ring and you can just like ignore them um but like the like every time the the skeleton has almost killed me like so many times my health has just regenerated right at the right time i'm like thank god my favorite thing is that they've clearly because the cool way that i'm actually not sure if they've done it for this one but the way they remade uh shadow of the colossus like they have the original game running and then they have it running simultaneously as they're making it within the blue point engine so they take they actually like take a lot of the original code so for example in shadow of the colossus the um like the belt around wanda is the original like it's the original animations from the belt that was originally made by Mm. um team eco um so i wonder if this is a similar quirk but i've noticed that like they didn't anticipate so many people rating notes and there's a small bug where if you have ratings that are um triple digits it crosses over with the the text because it's clearly like they thought mm. not that many people would rate stuff but all like most of the notes i've seen yeah most of the notes i've seen are like most of the um 
notes have been appraised in triple digits because there's just so many people. The the amount of times that I've gone into an area that I've known like is difficult or like a boss arena once it's finished and just found the note I'm proud of you like <laughs> in the game it's just so good like you work your way through I don't know Tower of Latria and then it's just I'm proud of you and you're like thank you that's I mean that's where I'm at right now I yeah, got really really far and then a mind flayer killed me well. so I I usually leave Latria for last um, oh really though I should have should have hit you up I should have texted you <laughs> Well, anyway, with that, let's head to our listener questions this week. And we are back. But before we get into listener questions, joining me right now is Matt Elfring. Hi. And Chris Hayner. Hello. Now, you two host Wrestle Buddies, GameSpot's wrestling podcast, and you've joined because there is a ton of wrestling video game news and i know nothing about any of that stuff so i brought you guys here to help me unpack all of these games because there are a few right i thought there was just one but i've been told that there's more it would be great if there was just one if they could take all three of these games and collapse them into one title instead of taking one game and just parting it out to different places to charge me money that would be great <laughs> I'd like to start with, with the weirdest one. Just yes. and it's it's a mobile game. And Oddly, it makes the most sense to me. I'll say that. It's well, I, before before we get into that, I do want you guys to introduce yourself oh, a little because yeah. I did oh. say you guys host Wrestle Buddies, but Matt Elfring, how long have you been with GameSpot? What what kind of stuff do you cover? What games do you play? Give us the rundown. Well, I am uh, I'm coming up on my my f- my fifth year. This December, I'll mark five years uh, with GameSpot on the entertainment section. I am the news editor of the entertainment section. I yell about news a lot and movies and TV and uh, wrestling, I guess, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, currently, right now, PlayStation 5 has eaten my life. Uh, I am finally playing Spider-Man, uh, the remastered version, and I'll be hitting up Miles Morales. And the one thing that I was super duper excited to start playing that I've been kind of tinkering with is Fall Guys, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm watching a lot of people play fall guys on YouTube and I'm just jealous and have FOMO. Yeah. It's not on Xbox, huh? No, it's not on Xbox. That. No switch. My PC can't run. Yeah. It's, it's garbage. Fall guys was born to be a switch game. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. How about you, Chris? Uh, I've been with GameSpot uh, three ish years now. Uh, I cover movies, TV, theme parks, wrestling, all the good stuff. Uh, I actually today, just started my new game plus of Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I finished it last night and immediately started the game over again because I want that cat. Want that cat. Uh, other games I play. Uh, you in the audio world can't see this, but I do have a uh, an NBA Jam arcade cabinet behind me, just like Matt has one behind him. Uh, so that is how I've been spending a lot of my spare time recently. So you guys are very good friends. Did you meet through GameSpot or have you known each other longer than that? I think we just became best friends yeah. like, from working together. <laughs> okay. Like, like Matt was already here when I started, obviously. And like day one, I was like, I think I like this guy. This guy, I feel like he's on my level. <laughs> yeah, we both bought, <laughs> I think like the day, Chris, you bought the one up arcade. Uh, we played like two games, maybe. Yes, we did. I decimated you. Yes, you did. <laughs> <sighs> 
Okay, well, now that our audience knows who you guys are, they know about WrestleBuddies, uh, your taste in games and what you do for GameSpot, now it's time to get into the meat of the discussion. What what are these AEW games all about? What's the mobile one? Let's start with that one. Oh, well, there's two mobile <laughs> ones. Two mobile ones. Okay, let's start with but one of the mobile the ones. The one that uh, Chris thinks makes sense and I think is crazy, it is uh, it's a, just a mobile casino game where you play blackjack, slots, uh poker and then it just has like aew stamps on it and it plays aew music it's just a like a weirdly licensed game that makes to me makes no sense because wrestling in casinos i know aew has like a pay-per-view that's kind of modeled after casinos but it still makes no sense it's very very weird yeah for well well meanwhile on for my money like aew has been very like a lot of its bigger events have been very like gambling centric also like I, from a business point of view, we're like in a pandemic when wrestling shows are televised every week, but can't have live audiences. Really, that's a lot of lost revenue. They got to make up somewhere, so make them play blackjack, baby. How does I imagine there are microtransactions? Because obviously, you can't have gambling on an electronic game, but you know, microtransactions. Right. Like, how does that work? Do uh, we know? No, or? that's the weird thing. All they said was like, play blackjack. You can maybe win like authentic AEW merchandise. But they're like, without a doubt, there's going to be some sort of weird currency that you're going to have to spend real life yeah. money on to get all that. Yeah. By like, uh, like young buck bucks, the young <laughs> bucks are a tag team there. Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's one game that's kind of odd that it's a it's a blackjack game just with AEW branding on it. How about the other mobile game? This is the good one. This is the one I like. I'm personally most excited about uh, wrestling fans who game uh, classically love a good general manager mode, which is essentially you become the booker of the wrestling show. You like pick who's going to fight who you sometimes determine the winner. And the whole point of the game is to like manage morale in the locker room, audience attendance, money, like all of the real boring stuff in wrestling, but like we love it. Uh, And now AEW is really is putting together a, just a general manager mode app where Supposedly, you might be able to fight against your friends, which is what Matt and I want to do. Yes. But like it's essentially you're managing the roster, you're booking the cards, and you're just essentially playing – you're playing uh, billionaire Tony Khan, the guy who owns AEW. You're just (laughs) taking his job. It's it's, – if you've been paying attention to like uh, WWE's Up, Up, Down, Down YouTube channel, uh, Xavier Woods has done uh, the GM mode with – I think it's Ron Smackdown 2007 they're playing. Chris is on it, Kirk's? I think it's 2006. 2006, 2006. Um, they've been doing that for about a year, and it's really kind of heightened the popularity and the want for wrestling fans to play a new GM mode. Unfortunately, WWE um, gaming through 2K and visual concepts have not been doing a general manager mode. So AEW is trying to kind of fill a void that wrestling fans really want right now. Like me, I want, I mean, I busted out my old 360 to play. I think I had 2007, 2008. Yeah. And when, you know, playing GM mode by myself on a really loud Xbox 360 from 15 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, the promise of being able to play like the uh, sort of a new updated version of this mode that we love very much, but is as a, a game that's on your smartphone and you can hopefully connect to your friend who's also on a smartphone. You can have like a competing season of whatever against each other. Like that is exactly what I want. Yeah, that sounds pretty neat because on paper, that stuff doesn't sound super interesting, right? But when 
but but you know people love football manager every year mm-hmm. they jump on that and people are super into that like i have some friends on my steam library who've played like hundreds of hours <laughs> of those games so so i definitely get the appeal it's definitely not for everyone mm-hmm. but like the thought of even as somebody's not super in, into wrestling but the thought of like you know, building up a roster and scheduling out a season and having my fighters fight a friend sounds sounds pretty enticing to me. Yeah, I'm very yeah, I'm very excited about that. Unfortunately, uh, we don't know when that's actually going to come out. the The beauty of all these, we don't know when any of them are coming out. Well, except the, we know the was, the, the, was the winter. The casino the, the one is the, the first one coming out. Yeah. Okay. Everything else the, is a the bit least of a interesting one. Yeah. Spend your Christmas playing blackjack alone. I will. <laughs> I will. All right. So the last one's the the big one, right? Yes. This is the wrestling game. Yeah, the, this is the this is the wrestling game that has actual wrestling in it. You you remember Ukes? Good old Ukes. They made the uh, the classic wrestling video games back in the day. Uh, although usually alongside THQ, Ukes uh, has teamed up with AEW to make a new wrestling game uh, that. They showed us a two-minute trailer, roughly, of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho fighting. Um, It's kind of, I wouldn't say cartoonish models, but it feels kind of like clayish. Not like clay fighter clayish. Yeah, it uh, it felt not, it's, it's close enough to just not be real. Like, it looks sort of realistic until you, like, look at it hard and you're like, oh, no, like, these are, this is a very sort of almost like fantasy is the wrong word, but they're very, they're very played up. They're extra muscular. Like they have very, like, I feel like, especially around the face, they have very soft features and it just, it, it looks different than what WWE is offering every year. Like every year, WWE, when they release one of their mainline games, uh, tries to make the models look as close to real as possible, save for the terrible long hair we always get. But <laughs> Like this is clearly go. These are very stylized. They're trying to sort of be their own thing. They've hired Ukes, who is responsible for yeah the most beloved uh, wrestling games on Nintendo sixty four, especially No Mercy, WrestleMania two thousand, WCW, NWO Revenge. Like wrestling nerds love these games, and now that company is working with AEW, and they've also enlisted the director of No Mercy, uh, Gato, who is. They haven't said what he's doing with the game. They just said he's involved. And then they had a video of him talking about how much he loves Kenny Omega, which is great. Like we all love Kenny Omega. But uh, so, yeah, we're not entirely sure. But the one thing we know is for sure happening in the game because they put it in the trailer is Mm. intergender fights. So man versus woman. Something Which that is, is not, not a allowed, thing in AEW. Yeah, not allowed not on AEW television. Definitely allowed in the AEW game. <laughs> So do you think wrestling fans are going to be annoyed that this game is taking a less realistic approach? Maybe realistic's not the right word, but like, you know, the the was it the 2K games kind of feature realistic models and mm-hmm. this is a little more like you said, not not fantasy but unrealistic. I, I think we're as a wrestling fan and a video game enthusiast myself, I'm, I'm looking for something new, a breath of fresh air. We had WWE Battlegrounds come out past talk. October time is means nothing anymore. Um, And that was an overly stylized game, but it didn't really fill that, that, that void of, you know, something fun. That's not just simulation. Simulation wrestling is great, but I don't want every wrestling game to be simulation. I want to have that kind of fun feeling I had, you know, 
at my buddy's house, like early college, like let's play, you know, and WCW NWO revenge. Like I'm going to be sign guy Lodi. That's a real wrestling character <laughs> or disco Inferno. He likes disco. Uh, you kind of want that fun, you know, nostalgic feeling. And I guess for me, like I have rose colored glasses on when it comes to Ukes just in general. So I'm excited. Um, but I, I just, I want to see something new. AEW is already as a wrestling promotion has already offered something new to wrestling fans. And, uh, sure. I'll take a new game. That's not just, you know, we scanned a guy for 17 hours to get every beard stubble. Correct. Uh, You're going to love it. Uh, I'm also excited about the game, but my counterpoint to that is they, uh, have AEW. Another thing AEW has had is they're like us. They are made up of a bunch of wrestling nerds who are overly nostalgic for things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of times we see in their programming relies on like sort of pointing and nodding at things that happened before them enlisting the company and the director of the best wrestling game 20 years ago. I hope it, I hope it's evolved. Like, I, 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 as stylized and not real, not necessarily realistic as the footage we saw, which they stress was rough footage looked, it still looked cool. Like it looked fun, but as a wrestling fan and also a video game enthusiast, we're never happy about anything, everything we're going to critique and the thing it can look however it wants. It has to be, it's all about the controls. Like it is so easy to screw up controls in a wrestling game trust me 2k's done it a lot mm-hmm. so many times over the years and before them thq did it a lot it's just like you have to it, the, the controls need to be easy enough to just pick up and play but have sort of a depth to them to where you can as you move along and get more comfortable in them, you can pull off more and more crazy things yeah i was gonna ask because the last couple 2k wrestling games have been borderline broken does that make you guys nervous at all <laughs> there's a whole matt and i talk about this a lot because the the one mm. they the, the the last big one was wwe 2k20 which had i think a now legendary blaze of fire <laughs> release where just everything went as wrong as possible uh <laughs> and thankfully they've done a lot they've done a lot of patching in the meantime and like it's now the wrestling game it's playable I'm playing yeah it's it's yeah. playable now it's not perfect by any mm-hmm. means but yeah i i do at the very least like that where it's not this isn't a 2k product this isn't a wwe sort of a wwe universe product this is something different it's gonna have a completely different roster of people to play with uh hopefully it'll have just as good if not better a creation suite because what is a wrestling game if you can't make wrestlers that look like you and your friends and they hit each other with chairs that's the that's point. why I always played wrestling yeah. games, just so I could make ridiculous characters that look like just giant pieces of broccoli that would fight <laughs> other carrots or something. Oh, man, you would like love that. WWE 2K20 then because it comes in package with a wrestler that's literally ribs. Yeah, it's right. like barbecue ribs. It <laughs> it's ribby. And Ribby's got an entrance song and a video package and everything. What you should do is just get you get 2K20 on the Xbox, and then we'll just give you. Chris and I have, have yeah. uploaded a ton of wrestlers already. Just download you can just all download of our stupid them. wrestlers. You can have the real version of me or the 80s glam version of me. Guess which Your one choice. I play with the most. I want them both. <laughs> Tiger Force, Matt Elfring. Is there is there a release date on this game? Coming mm, soon, no. Wink. Yeah, just coming it's, soon. I'm I well and. 
obviously Matt and I are more on the entertainment side than the game side, but like from what I understand, it, developing a video game from the ground up takes a lot of time. Uh, yes, it does. And AEW just celebrated its one year anniversary. So like I'm thinking at least a year probably. Because Ukes has only been with AEW to the best of our knowledge for a year because they left uh, they left with 2K they games left with 2K. about a year and a half ago. Uh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see when I I I just want it. I want new wrestling games. I'll play any of them, even if they're terrible. I'll still play them because yeah, like suckers. Yeah, like wrestling fan. Like there's a reason that wrestling fans are called marks. We're the easiest, most sucker marks on the planet. We will buy anything. I, I at, at, as Matt knows, I'm gonna download the casino app. I'm gonna play it for at least an hour. I'm going to hold off on that one. Good luck. <laughs> so then I think I kind of already know the answer to this, but there, what's the ranking between these three games in terms of excitement levels for you guys? Ooh. Personally, I think the manager is my favorite and then the actual wrestling game. And then like way, 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 way down there might be the blackjack game. At this I might, point, I, I might be with you, Jacob. Yeah, I think I'm going to put general manager number one. It's only because I know we all know so little about the console game. Uh, I, I if I knew a little bit more about the game over that one minute trailer, sure. But right now, general manager mode, I'm like, I know enough about it where I'm like, I will be playing this like all day. Sorry, work. I'm playing general manager. Yeah, like, I should be writing. Like it's on my phone. That's perfect. That's all I could ever want in the world. So yeah, that that is that is one of like I do not, I don't care about the casino one. I'll play it. I also on my phone I have WWE Tetris. I have WWE like card fight. <laughs> I have I have so many super fighters. You know the title. I have so many dumb wrestling games on my phone already. There's no way I'm not going to download the other new ones that are also. Do you just have a folder full of all your? Yeah, yeah. It's labeled procrastination. (laughs) Yeah, it's labeled procrastination, and that's exactly what it's there for. Well, if you all want to hear more about all of this wrestling goodness, you can check Mm. out Wrestle Buddies, which is on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that's got podcasts. You can find. But before I let you guys go, is there anything else you guys want to plug? Work that might be coming up, ways people can follow you, Twitter handles, whatever it might be. Chris, why don't you start with that? Uh, I am at Chris Hayner. It's very easy on all of the social media. It's C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R. And yeah, like you said, we got new episodes of Wrestle Buddies every Thursday. If you want to hear people talk about things like the time Hulk Hogan opened a pasta restaurant or when we talk to actual WWE wrestlers about some of the dumb stuff in wrestling – this is the podcast for you. Yeah, I don't think we ever talk about anything contemporary. We're always talking about something weird <laughs> yeah. from the 90s and then also interviewing someone that is currently wrestling about something from the 90s. Yeah. Next like I think next yeah, next week we're talking about the time a giant turkey hatched on WWE television cuz Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I enjoy when you guys bring in staff members to read out lines. <laughs> for, <laughs> oh, you talking about Wrestle Peace Theater. Well, oh, we, yeah. yeah. We, we bring a lot of class to the show in podcasting, I think. <laughs> we're trying that. to elevate the rhetoric of professional wrestling podcasting. I think you're the only person on After Dark that has not done that yet. That means you're on deck. Yeah, I think you're on deck. Oh, no. <laughs> Send me the lines. I got it. <laughs> the <Christmas But> anyway, <laughs> episode. But anyway, thank you guys. And uh, we're back with listener questions right after this. All right, and we are back with listener questions. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord by DMing myself. Uh, 
and I will, or just emailing the, 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 that email address and we'll get you right in. First question is from Maria on discord. Callie, do you want to read this one? Mm-hmm. It seems like the switch in combat style for Yakuza has made a long-standing series feel like a whole new experience. Are there any other game series you think could benefit from changing the way they play? Ooh. Ooh. Um, speaking of, I just got to the part where like you have a second party member in Yakuza and the, the combat's starting to sing. Um, that's a really good question, Maria. Yeah, that is a good question. Mm. Like a long-standing series. What mm. if you made like a? I know because I know Gears had Gears tactics. So I'm like, what yeah. are the? What if you had an RTS of Call of Duty? Um, but I feel like that's not an exciting. Company episode. of Heroes. <laughs> um, Halo Wars. Yeah, Halo yeah. Wars. Um, make. Hmm. I mean, Yakuza was such a good pick because I I never really connected with that combat, the original combat system. Like I would say, like it's not the best, it's not it's, the, the strongest. Yeah. Um, so like it's such a it's such a good pick, and now I'm struggling to think of another one that has like bothered me recently or where I felt like it was. Weaker. I mean, I'm big into yeah, I'm big into games like Final Fantasy's obviously done it with theater. The- what the hell is that game? Theater rhythm. God, that is the worst. Um, portmanteau. Uh, and like <laughs> now Kingdom Hearts is at it, making um, like musical games. What do you call them? Rhythm, rhythm action games? games. Yeah, like rhythm games. Mm. So I, you know, I, I applaud them for trying. And I think I think theater rhythm was definitely well better received than unfortunately kingdom hearts was but make call of duty a rhythm game i'm just trying to think like if you give me a franchise i will that's the thing where i'm getting i've had half a white claw i'm very tired (laughs) (laughs) well i mean just to branch off call of duty after playing black ops cold war i'd really like a not a point and click adventure, like still a first person, but like a first person adventure game where it's a little more less focused on the shooting and more on just talking to people, solving clues. Maybe it wouldn't be Call of Duty, but after playing Cold War and having those the, those safe house sections and the stuff with the the the, the clues and, and, and codes and whatnot, like I thought that was pretty compelling. I don't know if I'd want to play that for an entire game, but that could make for an interesting Call of Duty experience or maybe even just a call of duty that's more like hitman in a way because there is a mission in the new call of duty game that is a bit reminiscent of hitman uh in terms of there's a character that you can kill and there are different ways you can set up this mm-hmm. kill or you don't have to kill him you have to take something from him. but but like that mission was super interesting and like an entire call of duty game that's kind of based around that i think would be pretty cool um i'm so tired that i totally let Tam's joke die about a rhythm Call of Duty game, but I was going to say that uh, making a, a gunshot montage um, on YouTube in 2010 um, to an Avenged Sevenfold song uh, was the Call of Duty rhythm game. So, damn, damn, <laughs> so, uh, it really was been there. Um, what, Bioshock <sighs> City Builder. Ooh. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Honestly, I would play literally anything that was like, oh, now it's a city builder. Like, I want the only reason I want to, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. The only reason I want to play Valhalla is because of the settlement stuff, but like, I would like it, it a lot fun. more if it was just. 
building a Viking settlement. That's the whole game. <laughs> what about like a Pokemon League manager where Ooh. you're kind of the head of the league and you pick gym leaders and pick the Pokemon they're going to use. And basically you're just trying to stop trainers from getting to the Elite Four and that's where your best trainers are. You just kind of watch it all happen instead of actually partaking. I like that they just, just changed... Oh, go ahead. You've just designed a game that only I would enjoy. <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> football manager people would enjoy. Yeah. I would love that. I would totally manage a Pokemon League. Yakuza Cabaret Club. No, I was literally going to say that. I was going to say that next too. <laughs> gets mentioned every episode. It's so Cabaret good. Club is so good. <laughs> but oh, wait, have, wait till you get to uh, Ichiban's one. That's the thing. So I've, I've heard that there there's there's a mini game in um, Like a Dragon, which first of all, someone I, oh, who was it? I think Evan posted earlier today in Slack. He referred to it as Yak as a lad, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Ichiban really is the Yak as a lad. Yeah. So um, might say yeah, he's Yakuza. number one. They yep. make that joke. There is really? a character, <laughs> yeah, the character in the game who you meet, and uh, this is not spoilers. This is very early on, and he, uh, you talk to him, and he, and you tell him your name, and he goes, "Oh, Ichiban, a number one name." <laughs> it's very fun because um, if you're not aware, that um, character is very weird. <laughs> that character is so strange, and the fact that yeah. he like really picks and chooses when he speaks in English, which is very strange. Yeah. But uh, Ichi is. Um, Japanese for one, so and Ichiban yeah. is number one. Number one, number yeah. one, mm. yeah. Number one. Next, name. next question here is from Matt Lucy. Do you want to read this one? Yeah. Hey, After Dark Crew, Nintendo's recent decision to make Super Mario 3D All Stars and Fire Emblem 1990 limited time releases has been contentious for some. Nintendo has made limited supply, high demand titles in the past, but these two games are releasing three months apart and ceasing production on the same day. I'm curious to know, why do you think Microsoft or Sony haven't adopted this strategy? Thanks, Matt. Because only Nintendo could get away with that shit. Because <laughs> this is some <laughs> peak Nintendo early 90s bullshit. That's why. Because, they've been because, doing uh, it with the Amiibo. They've been doing it the whole time, man. They've been... This is their thing. And people are just like, I love Mario. And I'm I'm people. I'm bitches in this situation. <laughs> I'm bitches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's because Nintendo, uh, unlike Nintendo, Microsoft and Sony have more than two online servers. So uh, that means they can have multiple games running at the same time. Whereas Nintendo is like, if we, if we have too many online games, we will run out of service. We've got two servers. So if you want another, you want Splatoon to be online, you got to take a game or a, Three months for that game, and then it's off. So this is so legit. When I said this is a classic bullshit Nintendo move, um, it is something they've done since the late eighties and and nineties. Like they basically create this kind of false high demand by underselling to retailers. Like they would, um, a console wars is really good for this. You should read or watch that. Like it kind of goes into big detail, but they would, I think they would like over promise and under deliver stock um or like severely limit their stock so they would always kind of be sold out and wanted to be in demand and people would always be talking about it and this kind of feels like their digital equivalent mm -hmm. and it's so weird because they would make so much money um if they just released their back catalog in a way that was easy for people to access like if they don't do something for zelda's anniversary next year like, because I know they did it with Mario this year, but like 
think about how much money they would make if they just put Ocarina of Time on the Switch. They'll yeah, do it. Price people would buy it. And yeah, they they'll do it, but they'll it. do it. Yeah, they'll do it in a way that makes you so mad that they're doing it. They'll be like, "Oh, we've got the Zelda game here. It's available for twenty hours at double the price." It's, and we'll go you have like, to finish oh, it. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it will self-destruct like, itself. <laughs> and all of us will be so mad, but we'll buy it so fast. And the thing is as well, that's like who we are. <laughs> yeah, we we know the reason why they do it, because capitalism, but like hmm. you know, oh, they, yeah. oh yeah. They make so much money and it's it's so strange to see them do this. Like because Nintendo games out of like Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft and PC, Nintendo games are the ones that hold their value for so much longer. And honestly, maybe it's just this long game that they've been doing to ensure that. Like, especially in the second-hand retail market, Nintendo games hold their value so well. Mm-hmm. And those games are very, very rarely on, like, a killer sale. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Watch Dogs Legion is already out there for 30 bucks. Yeah, and, like... Fire Emblem went on sale for like $50 and it was like the lowest it had ever been. And like our commerce yeah. editor, Janae, was like, oh my God, can you write up the Fire Emblem story? It's on sale for $10 <laughs> off. And I was like, holy shit. Um, yeah. And so- I, I mean, like business acumen coming out of the wazoo, but sucks. It sucks. You ever tried to buy a uh, Pokemon Heart Gold or Soul <laughs> Silver? I have Heart Gold, uh, It's like already, a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like, I should get those games again. And then I found them on Amazon and I was like, no, mm. I'm not doing that. Big yeah. Captain America vibes. No, I don't think yeah. I will. It's, I found it at my parents' house. I was like, th- I was like, mom, thank God you didn't throw this away. It's so expensive. I'm like, I, I have mine in the UK. If I'm ever allowed back there, Jake, I can... I mean, to to be like, I was looking at sealed, which was even more expensive. Like oh, those yeah. were like three hundred and fifty dollars. But I still think even like good condition used ones were like eighty, ninety dollars, which is still a bit ridiculous considering when I bought that game. I don't know when did it come out. It doesn't matter. It was like it was yeah. like thirty bucks. Yeah, I I do think I don't know Nintendo more so than. Like I want, I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers. I just feel like Nintendo has higher highs and lower lows. Mm. And like, if you look at the Wii U and like, I, I just feel like maybe if I'm Nintendo, I'm like, I gotta put together a nest egg for the next time we have a failed experiment because I just feel like Nintendo tends to play it less safe as well in terms mm. of like, just in terms of um, making something that like is a guaranteed like people are gonna love this because it's yeah, exactly I mean, what the market wants. They haven't competed with Sony or Microsoft in you oh, know well yeah. over a decade. Yeah, so to your point, that's why I said like at the start, it's like because only Nintendo can get away with that because Nintendo just has like you know now decades of nostalgia built up and a certain like there's just a certain quality to um i mean playstation does have nostalgia you have stuff like spyro and crash it's just like nintendo is so prominent in like when you think about the happy fuzzy gaming memories of your childhood that is just kind of like well i love fire emblem i've never played that one because it's it was only in japan and i'm a big nerd who loves japan i'm gonna buy it (laughs) like that's just how my brain works 
I also don't think Nintendo has necessarily had the um so with both Spyro and Crash um you kind of had those the PS2 years mm. which seems to have soiled people's opinions of those franchises somewhat. However, I will say the new Crash is very good. Mm. But I don't feel like there's been I don't think Nintendo's had an equivalent childhood smasher, so to speak. Yeah. Like Sonic has too. Like, mm. obviously Sega's a whole different ballgame, but like you have a lot of mascot characters who fell from grace. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, for some reason I wanted to be like, ah, oh, the bimbofication of Crash, but like that's not what <laughs> happened. But, <laughs> but you know, like just something happened to him along the way is what yeah. is the vibe I was trying to convey. When you said Sega, that reminded me of the. Um, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> the um, the Sega moving out of the arcade business in Japan, the uh, one of the places in Tokyo, the big Sega arcade. Rip. They took down the. Uh, it's it's closed, and they took down the big uh, sign. But someone put it on the back of a truck. But they put it G A S E. And so someone uh, remixed a little Sega jingle and, and there's a great tweet where it goes, Gaysa. <laughs> <laughs> Which is now the only way I will ever hear it in my mm-hmm, head. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's been episode 68 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank oh, you all so much for listening. Next week's going to be nice, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be a nice episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving episodes. We'll have to record a little bit earlier. We will be thankful for the number of episodes, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And thank you guys for joining me. Lucy, what are you working on and where can people find you? Um, Generation Next this week, we are talking about the bugs and issues that people are having. The bugs. (laughs) (laughs) That people are having. A lot of people are having with the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Uh, That'll be out by the time this episode is live. I'm also working with the lovely Jordan Romay on um, some stuff you might have missed in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, There are some really cool side missions in that game um, that I haven't seen too many people shouting about. So Jordan kindly uh, had a master list from when he was doing his review. So he wrote up some of the best ones. I'm going to be capturing footage for that one. And then on top of that, just surviving, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Greg agrees. Thanks, Greg. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. Tamor, how about you? Uh, I am on Twitter at Tamor H, just doing nonsense there. Uh, I'll read my review of... Uh, Demon Souls. Souls. There you Christ. go. There you <laughs> go. What the game's name was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and uh, Generation Next is nothing uh, that Lucy mentioned earlier. And yeah, I'm I'm around. Callie, how about you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Inky Dojiko. I N K Y D O J I K K O. I just don't um, enjoy tweeting anymore, so I don't tweet as much. But I'm very, very much looking forward to the Animal Crossing New Horizons Winter Update, which is launching mm. Thursday, 
So if you're listening to this, it's already out um, and it's going to increase home storage from 1,600 to 2,400 spots. So I'm actually going to be able to put everything away and I cannot wait. I have so much garbage on the ground. I am so freaking excited. (laughs) So freaking excited. to It's the first thing I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to wake up and I'm expanding my home storage and I'm putting everything away. I can't wait. Um, Like Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. I actually don't know when it's launching tomorrow, what time it is. Well, no, I mean, like once you upgrade, will Tom Nook be like, okay, I'll get that done tomorrow. (gasps) If that bitch makes me wait. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I just can't. I just like really, really excited for that and discovering what new items and stuff await. You can finally sit down on the ground so big big things are happening and they also added a lot of um, new hairstyles uh, specifically geared towards black players which I think is really cool Um, and then yeah Call of Duty review is going to be live barring a total network crash by the time you're listening to this episode so please read it Uh, you can find me at Jacob Deck and I am finishing up a video about the dual sense with Demon Souls which should be up by Friday if not Something happened, but it should be there. Something something happened. Something happened. Anyway, we'll see you all next week for episode 69. Nice. Nice.